Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. You know, a Black Lives Matter activist who attempted to assassinate a Democratic mayoral candidate in Kentucky has been released from jail on just a $100,000 bond. He was charged with attempted murder. And why is he being treated differently than Kyle Rittenhouse? That's the question that I have. That video that we just watched, man, dude, what's going on? It's like instinct. You know, what's going on with, uh, you know, we, we, we need to do a better job of training some of our law enforcement because instead of jumping in and detaining everyone, treating everyone equal, it seems like there seems to be a little problem with that. You know, in this little fight that we just watched, only one person was detained and the other person was treated like, are you okay? Is everything all right? You need a cup of water? It's like his instinct. They don't even, they don't even think twice. Don't even try. We need to do a, a lot better job of making sure that we're treating all our citizens, no matter what their ethnicity is, their race. We need to treat everyone equal. We need to do a lot a better job at doing that. All right, so I want to talk about quite a few things there. I also want, you know, suicide. Man, let me tell you. You know, there, you know, Zach. There are like mm. two different types of, uh, you know, people in this world. 
there's ones that when it comes to suicide, there are people that like are like, hey, you know, um, I need attention, you know, help me, you know, please stop me. Then there are those people that are just like dead set on just doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about that? Caught you, off guard, caught you off guard, didn't I? That's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Cries for help, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's people that cry for help and there's people that are just dead set on doing it. And no matter what we do, you know, we just can't stop them. You know, so, man. Man, I want to talk about so much today. Let me tell you. Let's see. Um, let's get into the story of. Oh, and by the way, there's a Louisiana teacher, Zach. Louisiana. Oh, teacher. the cupcakes. Louisiana teacher. <laughs> she took a plea deal after serving semen filled cupcakes to her class. <laughs> All I can say to this story is. Oh, oh my. Why would you do that? Why? Why would you do this? I'm curious as to why. Oh, just, oh, gross. Uh, So the, (laughs) this happened, you know, man, I I don't even know when this happened, but a 36-year-old Cynthia Perkins, you know, that, that, I like that name, Miss Perkins, Miss Perkins. (laughs) Ms. Perkins, I have my homework ready. Are you going to collect the homework up today, Ms. Perkins? Uh, I don't think that's what her students sounded like. Is that not what her students sounded uh, like? Probably not. No. They probably didn't say, what can we do for extra credit? Ms. Perkins? No, I don't no? think. Uh, well, let me tell you about Ms. Perkins. <laughs> okay. Ms. Perkins is a former teacher from Louisiana. Why are they always from Texas and Louisiana? And they're always young. Good looking. And or Florida. Can't forget mm-hmm. it. <laughs> usually Florida. Texas, though. Yeah, usually Texas, Louisiana, or Florida. Eh, something in the, something's in the water around here. All right, so she's currently pleading guilty to giving her students cupcakes laced with her own husband's sperm. She also admitted to a ton of sex crimes, including child pornography, second-degree rape, and mingling of substances. I'm trying to figure out what does that actually mean. Mingling of substances. Feeding her students bodily fluids, maybe. And she was also facing more than 70 counts, which they cut down after she agreed to testify against her husband in court, according to the authorities. Cynthia Cynthia is, is to be sentenced to 41 years in prison. 41 years. Man, that's just, that's just disgusting to me. Who does that? What goes to your head? Cynthia Perkins. Why? Just, I mean, just why? <laughs> just someone answer that question for me. Just why? You ever seen that movie? What's that? Uh, uh, what's that movie about the fraternity? Um, and they get the dog to fill the cannolis, and then they serve the cannolis to the frat house. Uh, a road trip or something like that, you know? Van Wilder. That's right. <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> Uh-huh. And and we can't forget about, you know, this uh, the Black Lives Matter, you know, uh, activists accused of shooting a Louisville mayoral candidate was released from jail after a one hundred thousand dollar bond was posted for him. A hundred grand. A Quintez Brown, right? Quintez Brown, 21 years old. Yeah. You know, I heard uh, a interview that was done at one of those, you know, moms demand action oh, type of rallies mm-hmm. where they interviewed him Mm-mm. and he came on and he said, nobody needs an assault rifle. Mm. Yeah. If any of these politicians, if they're 
pro-gun, then we need to take away their A rating. Mm. But then he. Yeah, this was a few but, years prior to. His, but he pulls out a gun. The use of a one. gun for an assassination attempt. Yeah. So Quintez mm-hmm. Brown, 21, was released from jail on Wednesday, but will have have to remain in home detention according to the conditions of his bond. Brown has been charged with attempted murder and wanton endangerment after he allegedly shot a a Craig Greenberg, a Democratic candidate. Democratic candidate. This wasn't a Republican candidate. This is a Democrat candidate for mayor in, in Louisville in his campaign, in his campaign office, Zach, mm-hmm. in his office. And so they're like, hey, dude, we're just going to get, you know, 100 grand. We'll let them bail him out and send him on his way. You know who posted the money? Who posted the money, Zach? Don't tell me. Oh, is the local chapter of Black Lives Matter. No, no, please don't yep. tell me it's so. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you're right. The Louisville chapter Black Lives Matter said on social media uh, that it used money from the Louisville Community Bail Fund to pay Brown's bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Louisville Community Bail Fund accepts donations and was organized to provide resources for bond and provide post-release support to get, you know, arrested individuals from jail, according to the, uh, I guess, their little bylaws or whatever. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about this story. We got so many more stories to talk to you about, uh, but we're going to get into this. Black Lives Matters in Louisville said on Twitter that mentally health resources for Brown were basically denied. And so when he when his bail was raised 100 grand by Jefferson District Judge, they had no choice but to donate the money for it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. 
And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. We're talking about this uh, this story here. Uh, Black Lives Matter assassin uh, trying to assassinate a mayoral candidate. You know, I, I just I don't get you know what's happening here. Uh, so, according to the Louisville Police Department, Black Lives Matter uh, activists actually walked into the office of a mayoral candidate, a Democratic mayoral candidate, and tried to assassinate this guy. And, you know, and I'm confused on why we're treating this guy differently than we're, you know, I don't hear any, you know, yells and screams, you know, as like they treated Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, and I, I got a problem with that. Oh, yeah, they demonized Kyle Rittenhouse. Demonized For him. defending himself. For defending himself against people that were trying to kill him. That's right. So, you know, uh, what is going on here? This guy walks into someone's office and tries to assassinate them, murder them. And you're like, hey, we're going to pull up the bail money. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Quan- Quintez. Quintez, we're going to take care of you. Yeah, and during the break, we pulled up a video of him at a 2018 March for Our Lives rally. Where he's talking about what? He's talking about, we need more gun control. We need to ban all assault rifles. We need to take their NRA, NRA rating away. Yeah, we need to take away their A-plus rating. Oh, yeah. If these politicians who are pro-gun, if they still have an A rating, and he put his hands up in the air like, seriously? I mean, if this is your yeah. spokesperson, you know, he does something like this. You can't, you know, down the road say, oh, I'm sorry. He's cray cray. He's cray cray. Yeah. So- someone like that <laughs> who is calling for this gun control. It's really a cry for help on national TV is crazy. And he needs his guns taken away is what he's really saying. So the activist accused of shooting at Louisville mayor candidate was released from jail after posting a one hundred thousand dollar bond, you know, and so Quintez no, it wasn't Brown, him that posted it. It, it was, was the local chapter of Black Lives Matter. Right. So the Louisville chapter of Black Lives Matter said on social media that it used money from the Louisville Community Bail Fund to pay Brown's bond. And the Louisville Community Bail Fund accepts donations and was organized to provide resources for bond and and provide post-release support to get arrested individuals from jail, fed, and to a situation of safety, according to the Bail Fund's website. Now, Black Lives Matter in Louisville said on Twitter that mental health resources for Brown were basically denied. And when his bail was raised to 100 grand by a Jefferson district judge, you know, so they had to do this. He will get the help he deserves. Black Lives Matter's Louisville chapter said in a tweet. And so, uh, you know, I, according to a councilman in the area, a councilman said attempted murder on Monday. Go home on Wednesday. This case is highlighting everything wrong with our criminal justice system in Louisville. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, you, 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 you can't play. We, we got to get away from the, the feelings, the emotions, and we got to stick to the law. When someone breaks the law, you got to separate yourself. and You say, okay, this person did something bad. We need to hold them to the full extent of the law. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. You can't go back and forth. When you do that, all you're going to do is create a racial divide. And I know, yes, I know. Someone's going to call me up, said Michael. 
Michael, you know, you're just hating on black people. You know, you're just hating on black people. By the way, our call in number is 512-643-5483. Michael, you're just bootlicking, you know, you know, and then and then the next story or the story later on down the road, I'm going to talk about something totally different. And then they're going to say, well, Michael, you just hate the police. That's no what it is. People is I call it like I see it. You know, when I see I look at a, a situation and I look at it through the lens of the law and common sense. And that's what the problem is. If I look at something and I'm telling you that this person is wrong, guess what? They're wrong. You know, read the tea leaves. I don't get any, involved in emotions and feelings. I don't care about your emotions and your feelings. That's what your parents are for. You know, what I care about is what's right and what's wrong. And that's what we're telling you here. What's right, what's wrong. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. Read the tea leaves. So let's go through the Twitter here. I like looking through Twitter. It says, uh, the help he deserves is being locked up for 15 years. I agree with that. <laughs> Why are you guys bailing out an attempted murder suspect? I have no idea. <laughs> hey, fun fact. You know, Quintez Brown was named as a rising face by Barack Obama's foundation in 2019. Mm. Yeah, well, he's crazy. Yes, we can. <laughs> he was just one of 22 participants chosen for the former president's Don't. My Brother's Keeper program. Don't call me up. Don't tell me I'm bashing. I call it like I see it. He's a jackass. <laughs> we can say that. <laughs> he never said that. What? No, no. He actually gets accolades from President Obama. What? I didn't know we could say that. Oh, my goodness, producer, you're enlightening. <laughs> hey, can we say what uh, Biden said about that reporter? What did Biden say about the reporter? What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Your president. Oh. Did he ask him about inflation or something? Is that what he asked him about? I believe so. Yeah. Hey, Mr. President, can you I'm tell us? I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. <laughs> Mr. Hey, uh, Mr. President, can you, uh, I have a question for you about uh, inflation. Corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, let me tell you. The kids in the pool, they used to push the water in my hair till my hair stood up. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> make it stop. Oh. Make the bad man go away. Mom, please make him stop. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so let's get off uh let's get off Biden. <laughs> Biden. Bye, Biden. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Louisiana. Uh, so this teacher, man, let me tell you. Oof. What, Zach? Remind was, me never to eat anyone's cupcakes. I'm not, eat, I'm not eating food again. from anybody. <laughs> I'm telling you. Anyone that says, hey, I recognize you. No, thank you. I don't want the food. <laughs> I'm done. I recognize you here. No. Take these muffins. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, I recognize you from the news. No, thank you. I'm going to, I'll just do <laughs> drinks, please. And I need to watch you while you pour. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. So hold your hand over your drink while they're around, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No roofing here. Uh, so a Louisiana teacher <laughs> takes, takes a plea deal for charges, including serving semen filled cupcakes to her class. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I just want to take a look at her. Look at her picture. Yeah, let's just take a look at her. So, what is her name? Cynthia Perkins. Miss Perkins. Miss Perkins? Miss Perkins was a She looks like that kind of teacher, She too. does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Miss Perkins. brown roots with the blonde bleached hair. <laughs> just that look on her face like... See? Mm. See? You're going to get me in trouble. Someone's going to walk into the shop. They're like, <laughs> um, excuse me, Michael. 
Um, I have blonde bleach hair with brown roots. <laughs> Take it up with Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, ma'am. I didn't say anything about you. I I appreciate you, mm. and I, you need to talk to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you. So Ms. Perkins is a former teacher from Louisiana and who is currently pleading guilty to giving her students cupcakes laced with her husband's. Ah, ex-husband. Her husband's. Is it, is it ex? Ex-husband. Uh, who is awaiting his own trial on sex crime of a child charges. What goes to your head when you do something like that? Mm. And I'm just like, how did they come to the realization that something was in it? And her ex is a former Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office SWAT member. Oh. Dennis he's Perkins. A, he's a cop. Who is also charged with dozens of child sex crimes, and according to prosecutors. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> there's a police officer and his wife. A SWAT police officer. A SWAT police officer. <laughs> bunch of sickos. Bunch of little freaks. Oh, don't call me. I don't call me. I don't want to hear the don't call me. Don't send us little crazy messages. Say, Michael, you're, you know, you're you're bashing law enforcement. This dude's a cop. And his wife did this. You people are sick. Whatever water you're drinking, I don't want any of it. She None. pleaded guilty to second degree rape, production oh. of child pornography, and conspiracy mingling of harmful substances. Freak, you are a nutcase. Mm. Completely insane. I, you know, we need to, re these people here are the ones that we need to remove from the planet. Mm. Yes. Where do we send them? Yes. And see, things like, and this is when I go back and I say, you know, Michael, uh, we need to go back on your stance. And this is when I contemplate my stance on abortion. Uh, adult <laughs> onset abortion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you know. It's called the might, death penalty. We okay. might want to rethink abortion. I'm telling you right now, because people like this, eh, we need to excommunicate them from the tribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm like what the what, British used to do to uh, their citizens when they sent them to Australia. Right? What they do? They used to uh, just ship them off to the <laughs> island, the prison colony, Australia. Get rid of the unwanted, mm -hmm. <laughs> and for that we thank you. Australia began as a prison colony, and now it's back full circle. Now it's a prison colony. A bunch again. of thugs, mm -hmm. <laughs> Aussies. You're great nothing... people. I love Australians. But you're Australians nothing but a bunch are of thugs. Amazing. They started out as maybe criminals, you know, and they had that bloodline, but they became amazing people, and now they're under authoritarian rule again, which is, you know, disappointing. But uh, hopefully they'll get out of that sooner rather than later. Maybe. We'll see. Hopefully. All right. We come I'm back rooting from... for them. <laughs> we come back from the break. We're going to talk about Beto. We're going to talk about Travis ranking that trial, and also the chicken thief. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Blaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Let's go to the phone lines. And by the way, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That is 512-643-5483. It's actually 512-643-LIVE, just in case you wanted to know. Let's go to the phone lines. Jack, you're on with Come and Talk It. Hey, it's Jeff. What up, Jeff? I hear you. Okay, Jeff. What up, Jeff? Hey, how's it going, Michael? I'm doing good. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm pretty good, man. I'm kind of bent out about this Louisville thing because, you know, I'm from the Kentucky area. What? Man, your teachers are nutcases out there, boy. I know. And then there's this Georgia one, too. And, like, what are these teachers doing? What happened in Georgia? Oh, man. Well, that was was actually the contrapositive type of thing where – like the teacher got, you know, assaulted by one of her students, mm-hmm. but it can it goes the other way around with this Louisville one and then with this Black Lives Matter. What's this guy, Quintez Brown or whatever? Right. Yeah, boy, let me tell you. And why is he going after a Democrat, by the way? Right? Aren't you a Democrat, Jeff? Well, the Jeff? mayoral candidate was Jewish, so maybe that had something to do with it. It may well. have gone into anti-Semitic there, Zach. Oh, yeah. so this is a, this is a, a hate crime. Ah, that goes into hate crime territory, and they probably cross state lines on it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's getting hated there. What? Well, it's crazy. I, it's crazy. I'm bent out about it. It's a good topic, man. I don't need to take too much of your time today, but like you also brought up the uh, the suicide thing, which I've had a, you know a couple people have dealt with that. Yeah. What? What? what you, th- that, tell me what your thoughts on it. That was earlier on in the show, like when it, you know, a cry for help or like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like some people are just off, off kilter. I guess I don't know, man. Have you have you come across that Jeff where you have some people that cry out for help, and then there's there's those people that actually are dead set on doing it, and they don't show any signs at all. Sure, yeah, I've seen both, man. Personally, but I mean, I don't know as much as you, but I mean, I've seen both. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's it's a disturbing topic, but it's worth talking about. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, why? You know, what is it? And that, that's actually the distinction: is it a cry for help, or is it just something that's buried down, where it's just gonna lash out like that, like mm. where you know it just all comes to a head at one, all of a sudden? And, and how do you recognize that? You know, in right. some people that because that's where you know violence and murder happen. Mm. You know. Mm. In my opinion, man. Right. Whatever, man. Great topic, though. Not a problem. All right. Thank you, Jeff. I sure appreciate you, sir. Thanks, Michael. All Thanks, right. Jeff. All right. So, man, I want to change gears a little bit. Talk about uh, Beto Oduruk. <laughs> Oduruk. Beto. Hell is... yes. <laughs> so on, a pass, on his past remarks there, uh, he talked about taking guns. He said he's not. All of a sudden now he's saying, I'm not interested in taking mm. anything from anyone. Oh, uh-huh. But I have a good memory. And most Americans don't have a good memory, but I have a good memory. And I remember this. And I'm going to yeah, tell you. I remember what was it? The primaries, right? Yeah. The presidential primaries. Yes. When they asked him, so do you want to take people's AR-15s? Mm-hmm. What did he say? He exactly? said a whole, but he was confident. I don't confident. remember exactly, but what was it that he said? He was confident in his response. Did he say, uh, I think so? Or did he say maybe? Or sort what was of, it? Sort of, kind of. Or I don't know. I'm considering it. Maybe. You know. Was I... that what he said? Or did he say something else? Let's see if maybe we have a clip of this. Where he was actually very confident in his stance uh-huh. because the Texas Democratic gubernatorial candidate Beto Wark on Tuesday said that he has no interest in taking assault weapons, whatever that is. No uh, interest. Assault no, is a verb. So he had no interest at all, but I vaguely remember him saying, let's see, uh, do we have Hell yes, clip? we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. <laughs> we're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. That's right. Yeah, that that that's about sums it up. Uh huh. He's yeah. he was confident in that. Yeah. Does he know how many AR-15s are out there? Well, apparently, backing away from his position he took during his campaign from 2020, uh, speaking to reporters in Tyler, Texas, where everyone's got an AR-15 mm-hmm. uh, this week, O'Rourke said, "You know what? That he wants to defend the Second Amendment." <laughs> what? Uh, excuse me just give me lines of coke right now i'm just like <laughs> i'm done you know? he wants to I'm defend done. the second amendment <laughs> he by wants to defend the second amendment taking your ar-15 your ak and every other gun that you own because an ar-15 and an ak they are just semi-automatic rifles which means that for every one pull of the trigger you get one shot just like with a pistol okay <laughs> So he wants to take away your semi-automatic rifles. Mm, just like any other rifle. Uh-huh. And just like a pistol. It's pretty much the same as a pistol. Different round, but it's the same concept, same mechanics. Don't fall for the okie-doke. So Rourke said that he wants to defend the Second Amendment, but argued that the state's gun policy should be driven by law enforcement. I found that kind of peculiar from a Democratic candidate. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. He also hammered Governor Greg Abbott for signing a bill into law last year that allows Texans to carry handguns without a permit or training. Oh, he didn't like uh, permitless carry? He didn't like constitutional carry. He don't like, you know, everyone having a right to do whatever without Mm -hmm. getting the government's permission. He don't like freedom. He needs to petition the crown. Yes, he wants you to get bend the knee. 
<laughs> Bend the knee. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you, um, you know, and I'm not interested in taking anything from uh, Mr. O'Rourke there. You know, according to uh, the KLTV, the ABC affiliate in Tyler, Texas, there, uh, he said, what I want to make sure is that we do is defend the Second Amendment. He said, I want to make sure that we protect our fellow Texans far better than we're doing right now. And that we listen to law enforcement, which uh, Greg Abbott refused to do, according to Mr. Award. Let me tell you something. You know what? Governor Abbott is going to clean house. I'm telling you right now, Governor Abbott is going to have no problems whatsoever winning his primary. There's not going to be a runoff election. And then Governor Abbott is going to win the general election. And then you know what Governor Abbott is going to do? He's going to run for president. You heard it right here on Come and Talk It. Governor Abbott? That's right. That's my prediction. You say he's going to run for president. That's right. Like LBJ, he's going to run for president. I'm telling gonna you right now. He's going to roll for president. He's gonna, well, he will roll for president. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Zach? I'm coming across this table. I'm going to get you for that one. <laughs> Did you know he actually shot a coyote? That's right. With his pistol, he was running with his dog, and a coyote was going to kill his dog, so he shot a no, coyote. No, 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 no. Uh, that Is that was, not how it went? No. No, that was uh, Rick Perry. That was Governor Rick That's Perry. Right. Oh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Sit down and shut up. The other, <laughs> the other governor. That's right. The That's other governor. That's what I meant. That's right. That was Rick Perry. All right, so that's right. I'm I'm telling you right now, Governor Abbott is going to he is going to uh, win this this primary with no problems at all. He's going to whip all these little you know people that are trying to unseat him in the primary, you know, and then he's going to turn around and he's going to beat with no problems whatsoever, you know, the candidates that come forth in the general election, and then he's going to run for president. He's I'm I'm confident in that. I I think that's my prediction. So O'Rourke said that Abbott turned his back on law enforcement when he signed the the Texas constitutional carry bill that endangers what he says lives of law enforcement in the state that's seen uh, more cops and sheriff deputies gunned down than any other any other. So according to uh, Beto, uh, also called for other measures to reduce gun violence, including expanding background checks for those trying to purchase. I love how people, you know, say I'm standing up for the Second Amendment. But, oh, by the way, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this and do this and do that and do this. You're not standing for the Second Amendment. You said more against the Second Amendment than, you say, than you're standing up for. Excuse me. What's your stance that you're saying that you're standing up for? Uh, what's your support of? I'm curious of that. According to a spokesperson for the work campaign, they declined to comment on the candidate's latest comments on the record. Of course not, because you can't stand up in front of the press, the media and say, I defend the Second Amendment. And, oh, then, yes. and then turn around and say, you know what? Um, I don't like permanent carry. I don't like constitutional carry. I don't want citizens to be able to have the constitutional right to do something. You know, something that it's a God given right that's been given to us you know, from God to do. <laughs> you have a right to defend yourself. You know what? When the Lord told his disciples, you know, he said, you know what? You know, if you, you don't have a sword, I suggest you go ahead and sell your cloak and buy yourself a sword. Boy, let me tell you, you're going to learn today. That's right. So, uh, you know, according to enduring a, 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 a Democratic presidential uh, debate back in 2019, little more than a month after a deadly mass shooting in his hometown in El Paso, you know, and I want you to listen to this soundbite one more time. You know, Beto work through his support behind a mandatory assault weapons buyback program. 
And he said he's going to, he, you know, he said he's coming after your firearms. And he said a little more than that. Take a Hell yes, to we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. And that, that proclamation drew cheers from Democrats at the time, but drew intense criticism from Republicans and gun rights advocates. Uh, as governor of Texas, you know, O'Rourke said he would not have the power to confiscate firearms. You know, of course he would not. He don't have the power to do that. But shortly after he announced his run for governor in November, O'Rourke defended his remarks, telling the Texas Tribune in an interview that while he would vigorously protect the Second Amendment right to own a gun, most of us also understand that we should not have military-style weapons used against our fellow Texans. Well, you know what? I think I should own everything that the military owns. I think I should own a tank. If the military has a tank, you know what, Zach? I want a tank. You know, if they have an, an, an anti-tank you know, weapon, I want it. If, you know, if they have something, you know, anything, anything the military has, I want it. If I can afford it, I should be able to have it. That's right. So you know what? You know, I, I, I'm going to get me a tank. I want a tank, Zach. Mm. I need a tank. I want to ride in that tank. That's right. That's right. Everything that the government has, I should have, you know, because that's my right. That's my right. And don't forget it. You know, go back to the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s, you know, whatever uh, weapons and firearms that our military had, you know, so did the civilians. You know, that it was, you know, they. You, you got to look at history and how we're founded. We're founded on firearms, and we've always had firearms. That's how we defend this country. We defend all of our rights because if you have the second and you defend the second, you can defend all of your constitutional rights. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. A series of ongoing protests and blockades in Canada against the COVID-19 vaccine mandates and restrictions. So the call, uh, you know, they called the Freedom Convoy, is what it's called, by organizers, broke out in early 2022. And we haven't talked about this at all in the show. But uh, the convoy was created to protest the vaccine mandates for crossing the United States border, but became a protest about COVID-19 mandates in general. And so you got citizens or, you know, truckers are standing up and say, you know what? Enough is enough. You know, we've been doing this since 2020, you know, and, you know, people are getting PPE fatigue, you know, and, and, and Canada, they're standing up. They're saying, all right, enough is enough. We need to stop. Let's get back to normal. We're done. We can't do this anymore. Zach, what is going on in Canada? So, yeah, uh, they're protesting the vaccine mandates. These truckers are getting together. They went to Ottawa. And there are a bunch of them there flooding the streets. And Trudeau is calling them racist, sexist uh, terrorists, basically. So fun fact, 98% of these truckers are vaccinated. Ooh. But they're calling them anti-vax. Mm. They're just against the mandates. They're against the government intrusion and government mandates to require 
these vaccinations when they're vaccinated. So what what's Canada do to, doing to shut them down? Uh, let's see. They uh, Trudeau he invoked it, the Hitler, emergency. Hitler Junior here. Uh-huh. No Castro Junior. Actually, <laughs> little, little Hitler. Little Castro. Little Castro. All right, little Castro. Yeah, there are actually pictures with his mother and Fidel Castro, and uh, <laughs> there's some questions. Is it as to who his father is? <laughs> his real father. <laughs> But uh, allegations only. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. So Trudeau invoked the emergency, uh, some kind of emergency, basically this act that's used against terrorism, right? And they're calling these truckers terrorists, and they have seized the funds given to them, donated to them on this website, which is similar to GoFundMe in the U.S., but the Canadian one is Give, Send, Go. <laughs> and they have frozen these funds, mm. and they have not allowed these donations to get to the truckers, to get them food and you know necessary supplies to continue this protest. And that, that's going to hit her. Uh, it's actually going to hurt Canada. Because if you can't get your goods and services, you know, from the truck, trucks aren't moving, and then you go in and you take, you confiscate those trucks, and you seize their funds, that's going to hurt the nation, that entire country, because mm-hmm. everything comes by truck. Yeah, what they're doing is not for the good of the people. It's going to hurt what the them. government is it, doing is not for the good of the people. It's going to hurt the you know, the government and the people more so than they think. Mm-hmm. These truckers are protesting in the name of freedom and autonomy and against these mandates, but the government is not about that. What a concept. They're not for that. Let's change gears. Let's talk about uh, this case, this Waffle House shooting. Let's talk about that. So this case actually went to court, and I guess the video was just really, you know, we got a different angle of the video, I think. And so the jurors see video of a hero, James Shaw Jr., disarming Waffle House shooter Travis Ranking. So if things had just gone a little differently, then James Shaw Jr. may have been the fifth slain victim of a Waffle House shooter, Travis Ranking. But as jurors saw on surveillance footage Monday... Shaw was able to disarm the defendant more than three years ago in that Nashville restaurant. Now, footage showed Ranking entering the Waffle House holding an AR-15 rifle and wearing only a green waist-length jacket, as seen on video. And Shaw tackled him, uh, wrenching the firearm across the, the counter and forcing Ranking outside of the building. Now, Ranking said something along the lines of, this N-word just disarmed me. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, so Shaw's uh, testified that ranking was giving him a look in the courtroom that was all too familiar. And he's giving me the same look he did that night, he said. Ask what it was, Shaw said. Looked like he didn't care. A camera panned over to ranking at that time and his face expressionless and his mouth hanging open. He stared at Shaw but did not seem to be showing any clear emotions at all. And so, man, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at this video at all, but um, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy video of uh, uh, this guy goes into, he actually pulls up outside of Waffle House and he opens fire, you know, through the window of, open, of Waffle House. And if you know how Waffle House is set up, you know, if there's sitting, anyone sitting at the counter there, you know, and this guy, 
What he does, he pulls up outside, and he fires a shot. He shoots the lady that's sitting at the counter, and I think she was the intended target, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, and he shoots this, this lady. She drops, and everyone runs for cover. And then um, he eventually comes inside the Waffle House. When he comes inside, that's when this other guy who was inside, and his name is, um, what's his name? Uh, James Shaw. Uh, James Shaw comes out of the back there and tackles this guy. You know, he's like, look, you know, at some point you got to refuse to be a victim. You know, you can't hide, you know, and waiting for this guy to come in to the room where you're hiding and, you know, have the barrel pointed at you. It's better to just come out of the room and just jump on this guy and tackle him, let him know you got to stop. And he was able to disarm this guy. You know, he was able to get the rifle out of his hands and flung it across the counter. And then, you know, he fought this guy all the way back outside the door there. And so, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do. You have to have that will, that desire to, to live and fight. You know, because I tell people, you know, I, I customers that come into the shop, you know, in, or sit in class and they'll say, hey, Michael, you know, what if someone's threatening me? You know, and, and it looks like they're, you know, they're, they want to fight me. Well, if someone looks like they want to fight you, uh, two doors down from us is called Krav Maga. You know, around the corner from us is called Mai Tai. You might want to, you know, take some self-defense classes but because a gun is not for every single situation. So there are times you may have to fight your way, you know, first. And if the person is trying to kill you, then you can pull your firearm out and use it. So, you know, a lot of times you, know, you may have to, you know, use force and fight your way out of that situation. A gun's not the first thing that you should actually do. And we think that. You're absolutely right. I mean, de-escalation needs to happen first an attempt to cool the situation down oh absolutely gotta use your words before you use your fists and <laughs> weapons right i know i know and you know did you hear about uh, the chicken wing thieves and uh after the super bowl they tried to steal some wings yeah <laughs> so I'm really hungry idiot one and idiot two <laughs> they actually go to a um i don't know they go to like a sports bar Break into the sports bar, you know, right before uh, Super Bowl, and they go in and they steal the chicken wings from the Super Bowl. I mean, we, we're having a hard time right now. You know, a lot of people are struggling. You know, things are not – we're not getting things as fast as we want them. You know, chicken prices are going up. They're increasing. You know, and what we do not need is I do not need, you know, idiot one and idiot two stealing the wings and cost, you know, causing my price of my wings to go up, especially right before the Super Bowl game. You know, right before the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't need that. You know, we're coming up on South by Southwest, right? Is it South by Southwest? Yeah. Yeah. So we're coming up on South by Southwest. We're coming up on Mardi Gras. You know, this is like March is like a busy month for Austin, Texas. And so, you know, we, 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 I need my wings and stuff. You know, I need to be able to, you know, have the, the few little pleasures in life is all I ask for. You know, I, I try not to overindulge and just eat, you know, get what I need. And, and so this, this guy breaks into a sports bar. And steals the chicken wings before Super Bowl Sunday. So, yeah, you think this is crazy? There's a story back from 2013, January 28th. Uh -huh. Two Georgia men were arrested January 28th it for figured. allegedly stealing $65,000 worth of frozen chicken wings <gasps> from a cold storage business where they work. They should be tarred and figured. $65,000. These guys that you're talking about stole a couple hundred dollars in chicken wings. They should be tarred and feathered. <laughs> they should be 
slathered in buffalo sauce. That's a sin right there. She'd be spanked in spicy barbecue sauce. They should be fried and then dipped in lemon yeah, pepper. Dipped in barbecue. <laughs> That's right. That's a shame. I tell you. Only in, in that that was in Georgia? That was in Georgia. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this one here happened in Georgia. This what one, is this, up yeah. What's up with you fools in Georgia? They love their wings. Get control of yourselves. There. You're from Georgia, right? No, no, no. Florida, sir. then no, Georgia. No, right? sir. No, sir. You I'm lived from in Georgia I'm for a, a while. I, I, I'm from Florida. You never lived in Georgia? I was stationed in Georgia yeah. as part of being in the military against God's my will. Get you for that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Against my will. You had no say on the matter. No say whatsoever. I was forced, I was assigned, I was stationed. Had orders. Do you notice people just went nuts for chicken wings there? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just, I just don't get it. I like chicken wings. Uh, you know, they're going to be bones all over the streets now. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow inmate, I'm in triple homicide, assaulting an officer and arson. What? It, what? <laughs> These comments they have here on this thread is just hilarious to me. Yeah, people are homeless, being denied organ transplants. Crime is soaring, and these people are talking about. St- you know, stolen wings. That's what we're talking about. It's, it's a sin. It's it's a sin against the people. That's right. You can't take the wings. Don't take my wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So we come back from the break. Uh, we got to talk about, let's see. I, I, I need to discuss this Travis. Uh, I'm sorry. The uh, Remington Settlement. Oh, 73 mil. Man. That's a bad press. I got a problem against this. I have a problem. Yes, and also we're going to talk about the ATF Valentine's Day. ATF Valentine's Day. What's up with ATF? Come on, ATF. Snitch on your former partner. What? <laughs> oh, come on. We got, we got to talk about the ATF Valentine's Day and Remington Settlement. We come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so Sandy Hook family settled with Gunmaker for $73 million over uh, the Sandy Hook shooting. $73 million. So the families of nine Sandy Hook shooting vic- uh, shooting victims settled a lawsuit for $73 million on Tuesday against the maker of the AR-15 style rifle used in the massacre in which uh, in what is believed to be the largest payout by a gun manufacturer in a mass shooting case. Uh, the agreement is significant setback to the firearms industry because the lawsuit work around the federal law protecting gun companies from litigation by arguing that the manufacturer's marketing of the weapon had violated Connecticut consumer law. The families argue that Remington, the gun maker, promoted sales of the weapon that appealed to troubled men like the killer who stormed into Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, on December 14th of 2012, killing 20 first graders and six adults. The lawsuit was followed by relatives of five of the children and four of the adults. These nine families have shared a single goal from the very beginning to do whatever they could to help prevent the next Sandy Hook said, according to Josh Koskoff, 
the lead lawyer for the families. It is, and according to his words, he says, it is hard to imagine an outcome that better accomplishes the, that goal, I guess, than money. Uh, in addition to the financial statement, lawyers for the family said the Remington argue, uh, agreed that uh, to the release of thousands of pages of internal documents, including possible plans for how to market the weapon used in the massacre. And the families have said that a central aim of the lawsuit was to pry open the industry and expose it to more scrutiny. And Remington had resisted turning over any internal documents, even in a country where mass shootings had become a painfully common occurrence, according to this news source, which is the New York Times. So, man, what do you think? What do you think? What do you I think? think that if they really wanted to prove themselves and show that, you know, they wanted to, to as they wanted to do, bring these gun manufacturers to justice, then they would have taken it to court, right? Mm. Would have gone to court. Instead, they wanted money. Mm. Mm. And the lawyers got half of that money. Right. And then the rest was split up between all the families involved. Right. Man, according to President Biden, he's, he released a statement on Tuesday that he praised the settlement, saying that while the settlement does not erase the pain of that tragic day, it does begin the necessary work of holding gun manufacturers accountable for manufacturing weapons of war and irresponsible marketing these firearms. I, you know, and honestly, I don't see where the manufacturers are actually marketing to anyone. I don't I'm see curious that. about this advertising that they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I just don't see that. You know, I, mm -hmm. I just don't see it whatsoever. Uh, unless they're talking about the, you know, movies, you know, unless they're talking about, you know, Hollywood. You know, I don't see any. I don't. I've never seen an advertisement for an AR. Mm -hmm. I've never seen an advertisement for an AR. I'm just saying, you know. So I don't see what they're talking about. Um, you know, I was in the military. I do. I prefer an AR over a uh, an AK, yeah, because you know, AR is. I consider that my it's armor light rifle, but I like calling it an American rifle. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm biased like that. You know, I like my American, you know, things, things that are, you know, made here in the United States um, as best as we can make them. <laughs> uh, but then the AK, you know, a weapon of our enemy, you know, I'm not a fan of the AK. I consider that the weapon of the enemy. So just not a fan of that. You traitors who like AKs. <laughs> just putting it out there. Don't call me. Don't care. You're a traitor. You like an AK. <laughs> it's a reliable gun, though. Yeah, whatever. I like my AR. It's called the uh, Armalite rifle, which I like to call the American rifle. Which a lot of people like to call an assault rifle or automatic rifle. Yeah, which is a verb. Assault is a verb. <laughs> your assault bat, your assault rifle, your assault shoe. Yeah, when my mother hit me with a shoe, that was an assault shoe. <laughs> so, assault switch. Assault switch. Go get that assault switch for me out there in the backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, assault is a verb. So, whatever. Um, and I... I just, I just don't see this. I don't, I don't get this at all. You know, I wish they would have fought a little harder, you know, but I guess there are things that we don't know about, you know, things that they were going to come out, you know, things that they found in discovery that probably wasn't looking good. So they finally, I guess, wanted to put this behind them and move on from here. Not sure. Uh, but I wish they would have fought a little harder you know, for this one. All right. So also, I'm going to change gears a little bit and talk about the ATF ask people to report their exes for illegal gun activity on Valentine's Day. What oh, kind of totally ridiculous? What kind of shenanigans is this? So they took to Twitter 
The ATF. T- the Twitter? Uh-huh. The federal agency. Oh, my God. On Valentine's Becky. Day. <laughs> <laughs> on Valentine's Day. The Day for Lovers. Valentine's Day. And they basically posted a tweet that said, Hey, are you disgruntled with a former lover? Are they illegally doing anything with guns? Then have a great Valentine's Day by reporting them to us. Snitches get stitches. Uh huh. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Okay, here's the quote from ATFHQ on Twitter Snitches get stitches. They said, Valentine's Day can still be fun even if you broke up. Do you have information about a former or current partner involved in illegal gun activity? Let us know, and we will make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. Call blah, 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 or email such and such. You should never, ever, ever, ever date anyone that's going to bring law enforcement into your house. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's going to bring the police into your home is not someone you should sleep with. I'm telling you now. You know, my favorite uh, reply to this tweet, Uh it's a guy that said, I have information on some guys who trafficked guns to Mexican drug cartels. (laughs) Eric Holder masterminded the whole scheme and then had his best friend Barack Obama assert executive privilege to protect him from having to testify. Their co-conspirator was an agency called the ATF. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you got it. It's called Fast and the Furious. Gotta love him. Look it up. So the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosive is offering jilted lovers, jilted lovers, they say, a unique way to celebrate the Valentine's Day. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, man. That's, and that's what's wrong. You know, here we are in 2022. We're trying to come out of COVID-19. We're trying to, you know, get rid of Omicron. We're trying to get back to normal, you know, and, you know, we're encouraging this devi- divisiveness, you know. You know, we need to do a little better of, you know, just loving each other and enjoying each other. And getting back to normal, taking off these masks and, you know, and sucking in some oxygen, you know, getting some air there and, and getting back to some some normal way of living here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is just crazy to me. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, I'm sticking I'm sticking by my you know, my word there, my statement. You know, if you're dating someone that's going to call law enforcement on you, you know, because I'm telling you right now, do you know if you get convicted of a simple class C misdemeanor of domestic violence? Simple class C, you know, we're talking class C. That's equivalent to a ticket, a speeding ticket. You get convicted of a class C misdemeanor of domestic violence, that will bar you for life from purchasing, purchasing a firearm from a gun store. That's not someone you want to bring into your household. Anyone that calls the police, bring the police to your house to get you convicted of domestic violence is not your friend. That's not your friend. You should be able to work those things through. Work it out. Work it through. And don't hit the other, your loved one. You know, work through those issues. All right, let's see. All right, what else are we going to talk about today? Oh, man, we got a very, yeah, run out of time. That's going by quick. All right, so Franklin Armory. Zach, Franklin Armory BFS3 for the Glock 17 reperfection. So, let's so see. yeah, Franklin Armory, uh, best known for their binary triggers. Okay. Which is basically a trigger that fires once when you pull the trigger. And then once when you let go of the trigger. Mm. And it uh, is not classified as a machine gun because of it's a re- it's the like mechanics a reset. of its action. Because well, it's more like resetting the trigger. Uh, a forced reset trigger yeah. 
is a little different. This acts in a different manner mm -hmm. where if you pull the trigger mm -hmm. really fast, then it'll shoot twice as fast as a normal trigger being pulled. Okay. Right? So Franklin Armory has just uh, released at SHOT Show, I believe, that they are coming out with a Glock mm. binary trigger mm. for your Glock handgun. Right. And it's going to have a little switch a selector on the back of the slide on the left side where you switch it from normal mode to binary mode. So what's the difference between those and the, the ones down in Houston? Little switches. Oh, the ones in Houston that uh, get you sent to federal prison? Yeah, don't drop the soap. What do they call them? Fun switches or something? Fun switches. Where yeah. they just go brrrr when mm -hmm. you hold down the trigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I got, you know, I've actually been turning down interviews this year. 2022 is the mm -hmm. first time I've actually turned down news interviews from uh, major news sources. There are some national news sources. Oh, wow. I had one from, um, um, I can't think of the name of the news source right now. So, national news source. And they wanted to do a story on those switches. You know, they wanted me to get the switches and then go down to the range and they want to videotape it and talk about the switches. I'm like, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that because then I'll be teaching someone how to do this crap. This it's it's you know, it's starting to be a a very, you know, it's starting to get out of control, not a hand. And I'm not gonna be that catalyst to push it over the, you know, you know, over the hump there. So no, I'm not gonna yeah, I, I declined the story and they were just they were so upset and, and mad at me because of that. Just not gonna do that. Yeah. So I, I this I, I think my New Year's resolution for 2022 is to start turning down, you know, some some uh, new stories there. Take some time for yourself. You gotta think about self sometimes. That's right. Love myself. <laughs> Shut up. A little alone time every now and then. A little alone time. <laughs> no. Okay. I guess not. All right. We come back from the <laughs> from the break. You know, Sandy Hook. You know, someone said. Uh, about Sandy Hook, you know, that the killer murdered his mother, then took the weapon to kill kids. What could Remington have done to stop that? You know, and that's that's a good statement. You know, seriously, you know, how, how can Remington be responsible for that? This guy stole a gun from his mother, killed his mother, then went to the school to kill kids. And he did it all because of some ad that Remington put out in National Geographic. That no one's ever seen. Yeah. That they can't prove oh, that this guy saw one ad, one yep. advertisement. I've never seen Probably an advertisement. Never saw it. I've never seen an advertisement for Remington firearms ever in my life. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's travel to California. Yeah, let's go on over here to California. I got some for California. So Governor Newsom announces a Texas-style bill that would let residents sue gun makers. He's calling this a Texas-style bill. You know why, Zach? Something about abortion, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom is getting the gun control version of Texas abortion law that he called for in December. So State Senator Bob Hertzberg 
a Democrat from Van Nuys, on Friday unveiled new legislation that would allow Californians to sue makers and sellers of a, what they call assault weapons, uh, 50 BMG rifles, ghost guns, or ghost gun kits. Officials didn't go into the details of the bill, but made it clear that it's based on a Texas law allowing people to sue abortion providers. And I have just one little message for the state of California. The Second Amendment is a constitutional right. Abortion is not. Now, swallow that. <laughs> That's what you got to say, Zach. You're like, you're going to stay out of that fight? <laughs> Zach said, I have nothing to say there. I didn't say that. I said it. My call, in, my call in number is 512-643-5483. That's right. The Second Amendment is a constitutional right. Abortion is not. <laughs> so if Texas can use a law to ban a woman's right to choose and put her health at risk, according to the California governor, he said we will use the same law to save lives and improve the health and safety of the people in the state of California. All right, so we'll see how this pans out. This is going to be an interesting fight here. California, they do the you know, they go about doing the craziest things they possibly can on the left, you know, so I, I find it kind of, you know, interesting how this stuff plays out. Uh, Governor also, he dared the Supreme Court to strike it down since the justices in December upheld the Texas law. I dare you to dare the Supreme Court to strike it down. Well, he's going to learn today when that goes, when eventually it goes to the Supreme Court in about two, three years. Or maybe sooner. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, look where they got with Remington. Yeah, that's 73 true. 73 mil. Uh, don't remind me, Zach. That hurts. Uh -huh. It hurts. It hurts. Wonder if they're going to sue SUV manufacturers when someone gets killed with a car. You know? Yeah, we yeah we should. Uh, matter of fact, we should you know focus on Tesla. You know those uh those vehicles that are you know those unmanned vehicles. <laughs> they strike someone and take them out. Uh, there's no principal way the U.S. Supreme Court can uphold this law, according to Newsom. He says it is quite literally modeled after the law they just upheld in in Texas. So the fight's brewing. We'll see what happens. Now, also, let's go to Austin, Texas. The grand jury, a grand jury has indicted 19 Austin police officers over um, an assault charge over Black Lives Matter protests that took place in 2020. So, you know, Zach, and I go back and I think about this. Okay, I said, okay. So you're talking about people that were blocking the interstate, interstate highway. And they were trying to get people to uh, get people on the roofs of the the roofs of the high rises to have snipers up there. They were making mol Molotov cocktails, trying to throw Molotov cocktails, you know, at spectators and law enforcement. And they're upset because they got hit with beanbags while they're doing this, blocking interstate, trying to get snipers on the roofs of the high rises along the interstate. You know, I don't. Am I missing something? Am I in the wrong in this? Well, these people made it clear that they wanted to defund the police and not have any police. So, any people that are still on the force that didn't quit, you know. And and, and this mm. this this case here, I'm going to depend on my jurors. You know, I'm going to depend on the people that I know that actually go and vote who are going to receive that jury summons and going to serve as a juror in this case is what I'm going to depend on. 
You know, I'm going to depend on the people that, you know, I know that are out protesting. These are not your typical voters. They don't vote. They go out and they protest. They protested in 2020 because they weren't working at the time. And so they had time off. Say, hey, we're not working. We have time off. Let's go and protest. They're not your typical voters. So I'm going to depend on the people that are typical voters. And that's going to be your older generation, a lot older, who are typically that are that are religiously going to the polls to go vote. They're going to receive this jury summons. And I don't think they're going to normalize people wanting to block traffic, you know, put snipers on the roofs of high rises and, and throw Molotov cocktails at law enforcement. Well, the grand jury came from the same pool of people, right? Uh, but but a, a um, they say, let me see, how can I say this? A district attorney can indict a ham sandwich if he wants to. But a grand jury had to do it. And those are people who are basically called from a jury summons, aren't the, they? The district attorney can decide to present what information he or she wants to present to get the grand jury to make a decision. So they can provide just partial information. So there's no defense, basically. They can be very biased. You know, but the case, when this case goes to court, that's a whole nother story. And they're going to see the other side of They'll it. They'll see the other side. Take a look and listen to this. Additionally, the weapons provided to our officers did not perform in all instances in the manner anticipated. APD recognized this and now prohibits the use of less lethal munitions in crowd control situations. I am not aware of any conduct that, given the circumstances, that the officers were working under would rise to the level of a criminal violation by these officers. You know, and see, and this is also the same time frame that we had eight people in five vehicles. This is the exact same week, the exact same week, we had eight people in five vehicles try to break into the gun store. They tried to ram the front entrance. They tried to shoot up the front entrance of the gun store. They tried to get in. Uh, and then care, you know, about anyone's safety or anything, just randomly firing shots at the door to break into the gun store. You know, and, and these are the people who are saying, you know, you know, they're victims. And I don't see them as victims at all. You know, and I don't think that as civilians, as I don't think we want to normalize things of this nature. We don't want to normalize this type of behavior. I don't want to normalize what happened in June, July of 2020. To me, that is not normal. And that shall not pass. So. I, I, I urge people, when you get your jury summons, to actually make sure you show up and do your duty, your due diligence, your duty, and be a juror and, you know, and, 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 and hear this case and listen to it impartially, you know, and, and find these officers not guilty. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, Tennessee. Let's go to Tennessee real quick. So, Zach, Tennessee, a Tennessee bill would designate some gun owners as law enforcement. What's up with that? So legislation introduced in Tennessee state legislature this month is raising alarms from the state's police union and gun control advocates who say it could turn the streets into the old west. Two bills in the state assembly and state Senate HB 254, Senate Bill 2523, would amend Texas, I'm sorry, Tennessee law. I'm just, you know, I'm hoping here would amend Tennessee law and designate a person who has been issued an enhanced handgun carry permit. As a member of law enforcement, boy, that sets up Texas. I think we need, we need to get an enhancement license to carry a handgun. Enhancement license. So that way, hey, you know, we can be law enforcement. Well, you know, in Texas, as a demographic, license to carry holders commit less crimes than any other demographic, no matter how you split it, including 
less crimes than law enforcement officers. That's right. And as introduced, it expands the definition of law enforcement officer to include a person who has been issued an enhanced handgun carry permit, provided that the permit is not suspended, revoked, or expired for purposes of authority to carry a firearm under certain circumstances. The summary for the bill reads that on the Tennessee General Assembly website, you know, that, hey, they are currently 686,348 active enhanced handgun carry permit holders. Uh, Tennessee's behind the power curve. We got a million here in Texas. We got over a million. So you bet they better catch up. I think we need to get an enhanced license to carry handgun here in Texas, and I think we should follow suit and do the same thing. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Man, I tell you what, I enjoyed you guys today. Um, I want you to be safe out there. Uh, remember, love each other, you know, take care of each other, defend each other. And carry all the time and make sure, you know, you have all your EDC, make sure you have your, you know, whatever you need, uh, your your extra mags and all that good kind of stuff. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You will listen to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.